Welcome to Pep Talk and Pickleball, the podcast that's here to uplift, empower, and inspire midlife women on their journey towards a healthier, happier, and more confident second half of life. I am your host, Jill Lewis, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this exciting adventure. If you are a midlife woman looking for that extra boost of positivity and guidance as you navigate the world of health, nutrition, fitness, and the unique experiences of the empty nest phase, well, you are in the right place. This podcast is your dedicated source of uplifting pep talks that will reignite your spark and help you embrace the incredible opportunities that Life Second Act has to offer. And here's the twist. It's not just about life advice. We're also about having a blast on the court. So if you're like me and you've fallen head over heels for the fun game of pickleball, well, you're going to love how I weave my passion for the game into almost every episode. From strategies to stories, we'll keep the pickleball love alive. All right. So this is Pep Talk and Pickleball. Let's grab our paddles and let the pep talks roll. Well, welcome back to Pep Talk and Pickleball. I'm joined uh, today by Dr. Sherry Heron. I have known Sherry for, I don't know, a long time. We don't get to see each other near as much as I want to, but but Sherry uh, is just a, a wonderful person to get to know. She is so smart, first of all. She knows so much about chiropractic care and just health of the body and nutrition and She's a natural to be on the podcast and talk to us. So thank you so much for being here, Sherry. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Sherry, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey into your career. Okay. So um, I am a chiropractor. I've been a chiropractor for 27 years. And my journey probably started all the way back in seventh grade when my grandmother got cancer. And I can remember back then that my mom, they took a natural journey to um, uh, their approach for treating cancer. And they went to Mexico and she did a laetrile treatment. And I remember by the time my mom came back, she was like, oh my gosh, all the stuff she learned, she was like, just started implementing it into our life. So at that point, I can remember... Um, we eventually became oval lacto vegetarians because at that point the doctor, they were putting the chemicals in the meat. And so my mom's like, well, if it was good for grandma, then we uh, took it out of our diet. And then we got just really involved in nutrition. Um, and then from that point, uh, you know, I, I think my mom's passion kind of rubbed off on me. And I, um, when I was in college, I had severe migraines, which now I really realize it was because I was a soccer player. So heading the ball, doing all those things really gave me a lot of cervical trauma. And so I suffered with um, headaches and I was taking Tylenol like candy. And my mom was like, enough's enough, took me to the chiropractor. And just by using his hands, relieved me from all that pain. And I was like, wow, that was it. I was hooked. It was like magic. And I thought if I could help somebody with just my hands, I want to go down this path. So that's kind of how I pursued the chiropractic. And then from that, chiropractic is so wonderful because you can branch into many things like nutrition, acupuncture, rehab. And I really have the big passion for nutrition, which I have now kind of, I'm following the path into functional medicine and just looking for more of the root causes and how food can feed the body. 
That's amazing. Okay, so I'm going to back up a second. What is, you yeah. said a type of vegetarian that was a word I'd not heard of before. Ovalacto. So ovalacto is where you do eggs and milk. So we still did eggs and milk. So whereas some vegetarians do no animal products, we did eggs, milk, cheese. Yes. Got it. Okay. Very good. So tell me, what is your, like the typical patient experience like when they arrive at your office? Okay. For chiropractic, you know, the typical patient will come in and really it's a matter of just understanding the body. A lot of it is just mechanics. There's so much of the muscle. This is where I think rehab or PT and OT work very well together, which we have in our office because they're like, for instance, years ago, we had a patient who was a pitcher and she had shoulder, shoulder, shoulder problem, could never fix her. We finally did functional analysis on her. It ended up being in her pelvis from an injury she had years ago that she was compensating. So it's a matter of like kind of just knowing the body and working together as a team. So that's what I think makes our office unique is with the massage, the acupuncture, the chiropractic, the nutrition, we all work together to get to the root of what may be causing issues with people. So chiropractically, you would come in and we would kind of do a consult and kind of figure out where your problem lies and then decide what path we want to take. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. And are most of the people that are coming in there, or is it, a, I guess, kind of an even mix, you know, injuries from an accident, or is it just kind of aches and pains that are coming along with just normal everyday activity or sports? You know, it's everything. I'm seeing a lot of sports. My day today ended from the craziest thing is I have a patient whose family lives here and she's from Las Vegas. So I had her and her five kids I adjusted. So oh, they wow. come for just wellness checks because um, the kids see that it feels so much better. So I do a lot of kids, a lot of babies. I really love working with infants yeah. and colic and stuff. One thing I, you see a lot of, and I'll bring this up, um, you see a lot of infants with colic. When you have C-section babies, they always have gut problems because they're not getting the good flora from the vaginal birth because that's where you get inoculated is from the vaginal birth. So when you miss that whole part, their gut is um, really weak. And so when they're eating and stuff, they can't uh, digest the food. So they get real gassy and colicky. So when you have a baby come in, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. What, what, like, what are you doing that's relieving, you know, their stomach pains? Yeah. So first of all, I will definitely check their spine. Cause you know, when you do a birth, think about their head, they're pulled and twisted out of there. So a lot of times you always look at that. You look about their feeding, if they're breastfeeding, which way are they turning their head if they're stuck? It's so fascinating to watch babies because their body language tells you um, where they're hurting. And it's just the same. I mean, imagine if you had a really bad headache or your neck was sore. You, they just respond and you just see them release and let down. Then I'll usually kind of do some consult with the mom. And if either the mom or dad have any GI problems, then we got to go that route. Uh, if the mom's breastfeeding, it's fantastic and easy to fix. Otherwise, we got to supplement some things through through the baby in the bottle wow that's that's really cool so yeah so you kind of see it all in your office by the way sherry is in um she's in southern illinois where i am she's in west frankfurt illinois and um 
you know, the first time that I actually went into your office, which you probably, I'm assuming would remember this as years ago. Um, I'm trying to think probably 12 to 13 years ago, my oldest son, um, who's been on the podcast, uh, he and I, I took him in there because I think you and I just had a conversation outside of, we must've been at a school event or something. And I was talking about how he was sick all the time and all the time, like upper respiratory sick all the time. He was, he was, he just started high school, I think. And he was just very small and constantly getting fevers and just didn't feel good. And so I remember I brought him in and you had him do this, uh, or suggested that he do this anti-candida diet. And I think that's what you called it. And then we did, um, so he did that for a couple of weeks, I think that was tough. I remember that Mm -hmm. I did it with him and then we did. And then I think you basically were like suggested that he, uh, not drink dairy. And I mean, that really did help him for the next couple of years. It seemed like that, that helped him a lot. Now, ultimately we went on further down the line with all of that, but this was before you were totally into the, um, nutrition space, but what got you initially I mean, I know you said growing up you were doing that, but in your line of work, did you just see a need for this? Uh, no, it just was a big interest of mine. I actually, I love to cook. I love food. So that was just a passion of mine. And so it just naturally took me down that path. And I just had a huge interest and a thirst for the knowledge because it, to me, it was just so fascinating that you could fix things with food and just how food could actually make us feel bad. Yeah. I think that's the biggest one. Like I had no idea back then. I mean, obviously I do now and I talk about it all the time, but that like food is medicine and food is either going to help you or it's going to hurt you. And that never crossed my mind with what I was feeding my kids back then. And I told my kids this, I have such guilt because they ate so much processed foods. And, you know, I was thinking, oh, I'm, but I'm making spaghetti at home. I'm making mac and cheese, or maybe I would get like a tombstone pizza. You know, they were doing right. a lot of just the, you know, chicken nuggets, uh, Chef Briardi ravioli, you know, <laughs> they were getting all of this stuff. And now it's so fun. I mean, we laugh about it, but it's honestly really sad because that's what was really affecting Brendan. It, it really hurt him. Now it didn't bother my other son as much, but it really did, um, I think harm him overall that and some other things too. But so I find it so interesting because for the listeners out there, Sherry was on this before anybody else was. <laughs> I mean, you were doing whole food nutrition and teaching that to your children and implementing that into your family's lifestyle before that was even a buzzword. So I just have admired that. I want you to know that. Like, I remember looking at that from afar being like, oh, you know, she doesn't let her kids get fast food. And I would hear about it, you know, from my kids, like, oh, those poor kids can't have fast food. <laughs> But like, how in the world did you, did you implement that? Or was that just always something you did with them from day one? Well, yes, it was very, it was a big struggle because when your kids go to school, all it is is processed food. Everybody wants to feed your kid. And even, you know, my husband wasn't the best because he would even be like, Hey, let's go to McDonald's. And my kids would be like, no, we don't eat there. 
So, you know, it was, for me, it was so important. And I mean, I thought about when you had asked me to talk about this, I kind of reflected back on raising the kids and to where I am now, because now I would say I'm, I've learned so much more into the nutrition, but I did feed my kids. I did the processed foods too, because I didn't know better about some of the things like I do now. Like, yeah, I would buy some vanilla wafers or they wanted the chips ahoy for a treat. Fine. No big deal. But now knowing the stuff I know with the preservatives and the seed oils, I'm like really strict. And I guess my kids should be thankful that they got to try some of the stuff that they did. But now looking at my girls, my girls have followed pretty much in the same footsteps because it is a priority to them too, because they know that they feel better, but it isn't easy because other people don't do it. So they always want to feed your kids those things. And it's very difficult. Isn't that fascinating? It's like, I feel like sometimes, and this is my clients and I've talked about this, that when you start eating, you know, it's not even health food. It's just as normal food. Like we call it uh, mm-hmm. with my clients, I always tell them whole food nutrition just means, was this grown in the ground or did it have a mother, you know, at its most basic right. form? Like, and if you can say yes to either one of those questions, like you're on the right track. If you have to wonder, like, was this grown in the ground? Did this have a mother? You know, then you're probably, it's not a good food option for you. If you have to really think about that answer, or was it made in a manufacturing plant, those kinds of things. So that's kind of where we, you know, start off, but, um, I don't know. I just think people, when you start eating that way, if the people around you are not eating that way, they get a little bit, um, Maybe they feel like it's a reflection on them for some reason. I don't know. Do you ever notice that? I mean, they, or they feel defensive, I guess is the word. Well, I mean, you still have, uh, like people still bring donuts in my office and they're bringing all these things. For me, they do not interest me one bit, you know? And I think that uh, <laughs> my staff already knows because if I walk in, I'm like the super sleuth because I'm like does somebody have McDonald's in here? And they're like, you know, they're like hiding evidence or trying to hide things or explain, well, I just had grilled chicken from Sonic, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, so you got to pick and choose your battles with them because some people aren't at the, you know, same journey as you. But for me, it's such a passion and a priority and it doesn't bother me anymore. I'm fine with being different. I don't care. Yeah. That comes with age too, I think. And just, you know, not just like whatever, but Mm -hmm. I do think looking back and and thinking, man, that was um, something that you implemented before it was a a buzzword. And I just find that really cool. So you kind of talked about, obviously the challenges are just that, you know, you're you're not with your kids all the time. You have, um, there's a, they visit, they stay with other families and they're going to eat the foods or whatever, going out to dinner. I'm sure that posed, you know, a challenge, like your kids all played sports and you go out with the sports team and, you know, you go to dinner. So um, I'm sure that was all challenging. So what, 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 what do you think, like, were the reward aspect of doing it? Um, You feel better. You feel so much better. Um, I think that was the biggest thing I noticed. I think for me, 
Um, the biggest push with nutrition for me, because I've always kind of ate right. And then when I hit menopause, like my body was in this standstill phase and I was like, why are things not changing? So I really had to dive into my functional um, medicine and kind of figure out what is the root cause. And, you know, there's so many other doctors in the program that I belong to. So, you know, I had to seek like just different things and the root cause still went to food. And when you think about it, my ultimate thing that was messing with my hormones were the seed oils. So seed oils are your canola, soybean, your palm, um, and they're in everything. Everything in the middle of your grocery store had seed oils in it. Your chips ahoys, all your good cookies, your potato chips. And I think my biggest vice was potato chips, just like salty. I had the salty thing. And so... I realized that, you know, these oils just coat your cells so your hormones can't function right. And so I decided, you know, I've got to remove these from my diet. So I'm really adamant about removing seed oils. And I'm, um, you know, going out to eat at that point is a challenge because every restaurant does use seed oils. Because you're looking at your salad dressings, you're looking at all your condiments, your sauces and everything. So... Once I eliminated those and found healthier ways to go about it, and then just my hormones just started to get into place. Of course, I still was doing the working out and doing the different things like that. That is all very, very important as we age and go into menopause. I highly agree with the weight training as we age. Yeah, for sure. That's that's really interesting. Yeah. So, so now you're, so you've been furthering your education with becoming more of a functional medicine practitioner. What would you say um, are the things that you have been learning about, you know, say in the last couple of years that you're like really excited about or that you're starting to share with people? Okay. So the big things that I would say are triggers are the seed oil. So I definitely, um, I definitely remove those. Those are in your salad dressings. There's, you know, your mayonnaise. Those are all canola oil. Um, salad dressings are so easy to make. You know, your potato chips, um, they're all in canola oil. But there are some brands now like Boulder Chips. They're made with avocado. So you can buy some healthy versions. And Siete just came out with a non-GMO corn chip that's in uh, avocado oil. So there's many great options. You just got to start looking for the companies. The other thing, the big one that may throw people off, because you got to realize, you got to see through the marketing is I definitely am removing any fortified items out of my diet, which is going to be things that they're putting folic acid in. Because folic acid is a man-made B complex. So there are 44% of people who can't process that man-made item. So even though it's a vitamin um, and you get the buzzword of fortified, which we're thinking, oh, this is healthy. We got some extra nutrition in there. Um, For 44% of Americans, they can't process it. So it makes them feel sick. We get a lot of GI problems, a lot of foggy thinking, memory. Um, There's a multitude of symptoms that go with it, depression, anxiety. And if you you realize, I think it was in 1993, they now put folic acid in our flour, which then would be in all your cereals, anything with breading, your milk, your dairy, um, and flour. 
So like for me, even you, there are still options. So like you can buy an organic non-fortified flour if you wanted to make some fresh sourdough bread. So you can still have those healthy options out there. And then the other one would be all the dyes, like red dye, yellow dye, all the dyes. And you will be shocked. I mean, in some brands of pickles, they put yellow dye in there. So these dyes are chemicals. And they're there just for appearance and to sell the item. So like you said earlier, if it's grown in nature, eat it. It's real. Your body knows how to process it. If you can't pronounce the, the word, then your body probably doesn't know how to get uh, metabolized it either. Right. Mm -hmm. So tell me this, that folic acid, why, I mean, why are companies putting that in there to begin with? Like, what's the benefit for the body if, if that many people aren't able to, to, to process that? I would have my opinion. My opinion would be, you know, it's kind of the sickness model, more money, you know. There's a lot of things I'm like, you know, are they doing this on purpose? Uh, I don't, are they doing it on purpose? I don't know. I really don't know because, you know, when you've got, uh, 44% of Americans who cannot process it, you know, why are they doing it? I don't know. I don't have a good answer. But you won't, they, you hear it a lot in functional medicine, not in typical medicine. Regular medicine does not talk about it the same. I find that so fascinating with everything that, well, two of my kids that have gone to functional medicine practitioners in their life, that, um, they both have raved about it and they both notice such a difference in just the appointment mm -hmm. itself, how it's a really lengthy appointment. If, if the listeners out there, if you've never been to a functional medicine, uh, this holistic uh, practitioner, I mean, it's a very long appointment. We're all used to being kind of you're in and you're out really quickly with your, um, when it comes to, you know, your normal doctor, because it's just set up that way. It's not necessarily their fault. That's just the way that our healthcare system set up. Mm -hmm. And I always call it sick care. I mean, I'm never calling my doctor when I'm feeling good. I mean, I only call yes. when I've got something acute going on with me. That's the right. only time that, that we talk. So um, when you go to a functional, you know, medicine practitioner, you're having this lengthy conversation about your entire health history from from when you were in your mother's, you know, belly and Absolutely. all the way until today. And then you do blood work. And I do think, and, and the unfortunate part for those listening, it is expensive. I mean, it's out of pocket and it is pricey, but it did change, um, you know, my son's life, which he talked about on the podcast. And then my daughter also uh, went as well. Um, and it was just, you know, it just makes, they, like you said, they, you just feel better. And once you know, I think so many people don't realize how bad they feel. <laughs> They're just walking around kind of not feeling good. And they don't even, it's been going on for so long that they don't know it. And then all of a sudden, boom, they feel better. And it's like, oh my gosh, now, you know, yeah. we didn't know, like my daughter was, oh, she couldn't, she could barely keep her eyes open. I was like, I think she's narcoleptic. Like she's once she's sleeping all the time. She has no energy. And I will never forget. I've had multiple doctors be like, well, that's just what teenage girls do. They need a lot of sleep. And I'm like, okay, but I was a teenage girl and I remember that, but this is like unusual amounts of sleep and just very tired all the time. And so we finally got, um, her, you know, blood work done and 
you know, her iron was in the tank, her, you know, B12 was like non-existent. And I mean, it was all these things and we're like, oh, well, that's a pretty easy fix. You know? <laughs> I'm like, yes. why did we wait, you know, this long? I know. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. I think the people that I see um, are people that are vested and they've already been through doctor after doctor after doctor. And they're like, I'm still not feeling good. I'm still not feeling good. And when they come, I do the same thing. It's like, let's talk about your mom. Let's talk about your dad. Do they have this problem? Do they have that problem? So you got to go because that's your DNA. So if they've got something, it's all in your genes, whether, you know, what you eat either opens up that autoimmune response or brings out those bad things. So you can, and you can also, you can put everything back to rest by eating right and getting your body healthy again. You can really put it all back to bed. And I'd say, I would say the biggest problem, you always start with the gut because that's the first thing. First thing, you always got to go gut. And our food is probably... When you look at the food, um, I took a patient, I had a patient the other day and she was just at wit's end and she didn't know what to do and took her to the grocery store and we went through the store aisle by aisle and it was three hours and we just looked, I taught her how to read labels, did all this and she was just like, wow, wow. That's but amazing me, that you did that. Well, I love, for people who want to learn, I'm there for you. But the person that I spent an hour with and then we get to the end and they're like, you mean I can't have Oreos anymore? I'm like, did you just not listen to me? <laughs> That's where you're like, okay, those people who are invested, I'm happy to like walk you through it. And I think to do this journey, the hardest is raising kids because there's so much junk food that tastes good to them. And teaching them that it's not really good for you, them is, it's hard these days because everybody wants to give you junk food. Oh, yeah. I mean, all the time. It's so true. Your patients can come in to see yeah. you uh, for chiropractic, but then also they can come to see you for new, like any type of functional medicine, if they're having any kinds of autoimmune issues that they might want to talk about and kind of getting to the root cause of that. Yeah, I will. I do hair analysis. I do saliva testing. We'll send off for a bunch of different tests if we want to get to the root cause. They have genetic testing and different things we can do. Sometimes if the patient doesn't have the money, you know, I don't, I mean, we've all been broke before. We were all broke students before. So you kind of, you know, help them with what they can afford and navigate along the trail that fits into their budget um, and kind of go from there because, you know, it is my goal to help as many people as possible because I absolutely love seeing people who want to change. The most rewarding part for me is the ripple effect that it has, especially when like, if I can change a mother's life and, and what she's eating and how she's moving her body, the ripple effect on that I find is just so vast because, you know, that's going to then change her, potentially it could change then her family's. It's going to change maybe her coworkers. They're going to start to take notice. I always think so many women don't realize they're influencers in their own circle of friends and their family. And they don't realize like people pay attention. They might give you a little dig or poke fun or whatever, but they get really interested. And then when they see you looking better, feeling better, 
having more energy, you know, that it's, it's rubs off on people. And I love that part. I do too. Yes, I agree. So do you have any, um, do you do hormone testing with women that have perimenopause or have just gone through menopause? Yeah, you can do, there's so many, like you said, you can go down as expensive of a trail as you want. And there's so many different approaches or you can just start with feeding the body and changing the diet, which is the cheapest if they don't want to go down and do all the testing and stuff like that. You know, sometimes you can just start with a baseline uh, blood test and then just build off of that. Um, but there are, like you said, like I said, genetic saliva, hair analysis. There are so many different approaches you can take. There's gut tests and so forth out there. But you can always go the cheapest, which is supplementation, real, and not all supplements are the same. That's one thing that you have to understand. Going to Walmart, you're, you know, it's just like eating fast food. It's mm-hmm. not the same. You got to get real quality supplements and food and then just, you know, feed your body, feed your body. Absolutely. Okay. Before, um, before we go, tell me if, what is some advice that you would give to parents or grandparents if they have younger ones with them? What are some easier maybe ways to dip their toes in the water of trying to feed their kids more whole foods and less processed? So protein, 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 protein keeps you full. Um, if you eat, uh, like if you get up in the morning and you'd have some toast or pancakes, guess what? You're going to crash by nine o'clock and then you're going to want, you know, some more sugar. So it's like the up and down. So I'm big about protein. So I think back of when I was raising my kids and I'd be like, okay, where's, which one's your protein? So they would be naming off their protein on the thing. And so Protein will keep you full. You will crave less of the refined carbs if you fill yourself up. Go for more of the real carbs. So when I do my nutrition things, you've got two kinds of carbs. You've got real and refined. Your refined are your breads, chips, cakes, cookies, all that stuff in the middle of the grocery store. Your real are your fruits and vegetables. So you're better if it comes, like you had said earlier, if it's in the ground, if it's grown on this earth, those are the best. If it's made in a lab or in a factory, more than likely, it's got a shelf life. And who wants to eat food that has a longer shelf life than you? So, <laughs> so always go for real dense foods and protein. And I think kids today, there are so many quick and convenience because of two people working that it does take more work. But it's honestly worth it because the payoff in the end, as I've watched my kids when they've grown up, it's their priority. And I see them teaching their friends and they want to feel better, you know, and they want to, you know, eat real food. So I think I think that's the most thing is go for protein. That's going to fill you up. You're not going to crave all the other crappy stuff um, and real food. That's awesome. You know, one thing that drives me absolutely bonkers is the snack uh, mentality when it comes to raising kids. And it's just, it's just like constant snacking all the time. And I'm always, and I'm even with my clients, I said, I know 
I remember a time when everyone said we needed to eat in all these mini meals and that was the way you rev up your metabolism, yeah. which is there's like literally no scientific evidence of that. But um, I'm like, eat significant meal. Like when it's time to break your fast, like you eat a eat like a real person. You're not eating like this tiny amount of food, you know, like just egg bites from Starbucks is not a full breakfast. Like that's nothing, you know, like you need to eat like a good portion. And then your lunch, you're going to eat a good portion and at dinner, then you're full. Like then you're not getting into evening time being just craving all this junk, you know, and kids are the same way. It's like they do a little bit of a sporting event. And then what do we do? We just load them up with sugar and <laughs> sugary beverages. It, that part makes me nuts. Yeah. I think, you know, that was the one thing going, doing the sports because you're traveling and everybody's drinking Gatorade and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, you know, it's high, colored high fructose corn syrup. I'm like, no, we're not going to do this. And then I would pack coolers and you would have your, you know, your veggies and you make all the snacks. And then next thing you know it, the other kids are wanting to come eat your snacks. So, you know, it, it does take more work. It does take a little bit more effort. But in the end, it you just feel better. It's rewarded. But I would, it's funny, Jill, because like it's also torturous to know this information because there are times I'm like, Oh, Kent, you, we go to a barbecue and I'm like, Kent, everything's got aluminum foil on it. I'm like, oh no. And he's like, Sherry, it's just one time. It's one time. You'll be okay. You'll be okay. And then it's funny because when I go to the grocery store, it's like, oh, I want to go help that lady whose cart's filled with processed food and show her that you should eat this. I do the same thing if I'm in a grocery <laughs> store and I'm you know, looking at when they're checking out and they're putting all that stuff up there. I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I know. You know. Tough part of the job. But, you you know, like it you is. said, it's it is a pleasure to work with people that it's a priority in their life and, and they just need some direction and guidance. So. Absolutely. I love that. And like yeah. I said, if you put in the work and you put a little effort in, whether it's the working out, the diet and the nutrition, your body rewards you. It really will. It really does. Because your food affects your hormones. It affects everything. It affects your gut. And so when you start to make the right changes, you see the results. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sherry. We really appreciate you joining us today. And hey, You're I'll welcome. put all of uh, I'll put all of Sherry's contact information in the show notes of today's episode. So if you want to get in touch with her, that you're able to. Are you a woman over fifty looking to revitalize your health and fitness? Join me on the journey to a stronger, leaner you with the Faster Way to Fat Loss, my signature six-week nutrition and fitness program. Whether you're an empty nester seeking more energy or aiming to feel leaner and stronger year-round, this is for you. Say goodbye to fad diets and hello to a sustainable lifestyle that brings results. Discover the power of personalized coaching, effective workouts, and a supportive community. Together, let's achieve your health goals and embrace the energy you deserve. Join the Faster Way to Fat Loss program now and start empowering your journey towards a healthier you. Make sure you check out the show notes today for a link to get signed up for my January 1st round of the Faster Way to Fat Loss.